I hope I wrote that down right. I hope I wrote it down right. See if that's him. Because uh, it's either 0248 or 0298. Let's see if we get him. So the phone is ringing. Hello? Is this Bill Dawes? This is him. Thank God I got the right number because I, I, I can't read my own writing. Bill, Tony Visick on uh, This American Podcast, Comedy Edition. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. We, uh, uh, we're doing kind of a, an experiment today. Today's our first live remote. We're actually in the village of Oak Creek, right below Sedona. But we didn't want to neglect our good friends at the Laugh Factory because uh, normally you guys come into our studio every Friday. I said, man, you know what? We're going to bring our equipment. Even though we're on vacation, we're going to do call-ins. And we want to talk to Bill again and catch up with him because I've talked to you before. Cool. Now, it's a little tough hearing you, by the way. I should let you know. Are you a little better now? Uh, yeah, a little bit better, yeah. Okay, cool. I know there's a lot of noise in the background. Yeah, well, we, like I said, we're in a restaurant. Uh, we're at the, uh, oh, God. We're, at the, we're live from the Blue Moon Cafe. So you, uh, um, uh, what have you been doing? Because you came in a few months ago, and what have you been doing uh, since uh, in the last few months that we can catch up with and let people know about? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, um, I went back to New York. I'm dealing with an eviction. That's sexy and exciting, right? You're um, dealing with uh, an addiction. I have an apartment in New York. But I went back to New York to deal with and I'm also doing a play. I did a play. I did a play where I played Rudolf Nureyev, who's a gay Russian ballet dancer who died of AIDS. Hilarious. Was this on Broadway or was this off-Broadway or off-off? It was off-Broadway. Off-off-off-Broadway? Well, it was, it was in... Uh, it was, it was off, 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 because it was in New Jersey. It's a place called uh, George Street Playhouse, but they put plays there on the hope to move it to Broadway or off Broadway. Sure, and, yeah, um, absolutely. But, you know, it's one of those things, like, I, I thought, like, I don't know, I don't want to be in New Brunswick in, in winter. What the hell am I doing? But then I thought, how often do I get to play a gay Russian ballet dancer with AIDS? You know? It only, you know, it doesn't pop up that school. often. Yeah, and that's where you go to graduate school, so you can play gay Russian ballet dances, right? You know, that's why I became an actor, and stuff like that. But, um, and then I, I had a film that uh, I shot last summer that uh, was just at South by Southwest Film Festival in competition. And we won nothing, but it was a good experience. Did you, uh, so, did, did you go to the uh, film competition? Were you there? I did. I went. Um, we premiered on the 14th, on Monday the 14th, and um, you know it's about it's about a comic, and we use the Laugh Factory. And we shoot a lot of it in the Hollywood Laugh Factory, um, and and they use some of my stand-up. The woman who directed it is not a comedy woman. She's very much into drama. She's a very like dramatic woman, and the films she's made in the past have been very sort of morose. And, and indie filming, if you know what I mean by indie filming. Yes, I, I do, mean, sure. Yeah, like everything's a little too dark, a little too depressing, and you kind of want to kill yourself, but you feel like, like you feel like you're an artist after you watch it. So, um, I wanted it to be much funnier. I mean, I wanted all the dick jokes and everything in there. Um, but they cut out most of the stand-up, and they kept it very dark and depressing, which... For a lot of people, it's very effective, but for me, I just kind of preferred things to be a little 
you know, I, maybe this is me avoiding life, but I just want things to be a little lighter. Like, we had Dom Herrera in the movie. We had him doing stand-up and him, like, messing with me from the stage and J. Chris Newberg and Giant Sanchez, and all that was cut out because she didn't want to focus on the stand-up comedy. So, uh, you know, I guess in the end, for Claire and Luke, we had a failure to communicate. You know, what's interesting is um, uh, a lot of comics... A lot of great comics, a lot of classic American comics were also great dramatic actors. Uh, most people don't realize that Don Rickles did some great uh, dramatic acting. Jackie Gleason, who was a great comic, who also uh, starred in one of the uh, uh, one of the greatest films about boxing, uh, Requiem for a Heavyweight, that was written by Rod Serling, where he played uh, uh, played the boxer's manager. Oh yeah, that's right. So a lot of times when people think uh, you tell someone you're a stand-up comic, then they just put you in that box, stand-up comic. You know, but you yeah. from early on have branched out into not only dramatic roles. I mean, one of the first things you did was on Broadway with uh, Sigourney Weaver and Christopher Durang. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. So I you mean, you started out on Broadway and then you I went to New it. Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you say? That's a step down in my life. No. <laughs> um, um, I, uh, no, I, I always wanted, that's always, I never wanted to be uh, a stand-up comic when I was in um, college. And when I was in graduate school, um, you know, I was very much like a dramatic, you know, snot and tears and pull my hair out and screaming. I loved it. But, um, and I didn't really think about stand-up, but I did think a lot about, like, clowning. Like, when I, my first foray into stand-up was basically just being a clown. Like, literally clown. Like, red nose, or, like, funny hat, and, like, tripping, and that was, like, my shit. And I think my first two years of stand-up was pretty much me just doing, like, pratfalls. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it, 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 I didn't start off as a stand-up and become an actor. I, was, I think I'm kind of different than most comics in the way that I was an actor who became a stand-up. But I didn't become a stand-up like one of those douches who's like, oh, hopefully if I get some exposure doing stand-up so I can I can get a CW sitcom. I started doing stand-up because um, I was doing so many new plays in New York City, and I kind of felt like... I, I don't like the fact that actors are always told like they're... Like, playwrights kind of implicitly tell actors they're dumb. Directors yeah. do sometimes like, hey, just say your lines and do your shit and, and, and you know, be, be your little actor boy. And I was like, hey, I can write. I'm funny. Like, I don't like being told that playwrights are God and they finally shat their script from their buttholes. Like, I can, I can give input. So that started getting me into like, uh, I started getting into trouble as an actor, as a theater actor with new plays because I was be really contentious with playwrights about things I thought were funnier or better. And so then that started me to write some stuff and get on stage and, yep, and um, now I'm in fancy place like Scott's, Scottsdale, New Brunswick. So, you know, what can I say? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, so many, I, I made a joke about it, but so many great things that they start out on the road and they and then they build the Broadway as opposed to Sometimes they go, if they're going to build on Broadway, they go, it has to be a $5 million budget. It has to be a play that was already produced in the 50s. It has to be a Rodgers and Hammerstein thing. That's the only way we can justify uh, doing something that big. But uh, most of the best stuff starts out, you know, it starts out in small theater. It starts out in off-Broadway. I want to ask you, and you don't have to answer, okay? Uh, but uh, uh, you said you're dealing with an addiction. Uh, I will, uh, I'll say it here. People who know me know that I am... Uh, 
Uh, in March, I, ce- I uh, celebrated 31 years. How do you celebrate? I'm past uh, let's have a cake and party, but 31 years clean and sober. And uh, I talk about it publicly. Is this something that you want to discuss with us or something you would rather deal with and, and talk about at a later time? Wait, are you talking about um, the uh, apartment? Well, you said you were dealing with an addiction. Or did I hear that totally wrong? Oh, my God, that's so funny. I, eviction, not addiction. Oh, eviction. Apartment eviction. Well, they, you know, that can be a terrible problem, too. I know people who... Uh, who are constantly, uh, they are evicted. Con- oh my God, this whole conversation has been completely like... <laughs> eviction Anonymous. By the fact that you think, like, I, I, I'm like, oh my God, I'm talking with this poor addict who's in a, in a lonely hotel room in Scottsdale who, who's about to pick an OD. No, uh, an apartment <laughs> eviction, which makes me kind of want to OD. Okay. Um, <laughs> no addictions. I have no addictions. I'm not even addicted to coffee. Sometimes Ambien I get worried about, but other than that... <laughs> All right, so you got evicted. That's um, that could be worse than a heroin addiction. I got to be honest with you. Oh boy, it's it's been it's been unreal. It's been it's one of those things like if I were to write a script about like like a crazy script about an improper, illegal, shitty, unfair eviction, this would be it. I mean, it's like it's crazy the things I've had to deal with regarding this. I well, basically have a, a, a co-op board president who's just. I don't know if he's jealous or what, but he's just after me. It's crazy. You know what happens? Every once in a while, somebody, they, you know, they, uh, uh, that's how people end up. So oftentimes, small claims courts are just obsessive, compulsive, angry people attacking other people. So uh, we, yeah. wish, we wish you well on that, man. And I know that you guys, I talked with Joey, uh, the manager of the Scottsdale Laugh Factory. I spoke with him last night. I spoke with him this morning. I know you guys had a great show last night. You were working with uh, a very funny lady, uh, Kate Quigley. Uh, that's a fantastic right. show, uh, you and Kate at the Scottsdale Laugh Factory. Um, I appreciate you calling in. I mean, I appreciate you taking the call, and uh, I appreciate you sharing about your addiction with us, and I hope you get over it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're starting a rumor no, I here. I wish I had an addiction because I feel like it's, it'd be like a lot cooler. Wouldn't that be the last piece, though, Bill? I mean, you're an actor and uh, a writer and a comic, and... And now, just to really kick the uh, career into high yeah. gear. Um, well, the truth is, I was lying. I, I do have I do have an addiction, uh, and it's the laughter. Come to the Laugh Factory tonight at eight or ten o'clock. Come out tonight, ladies and gentlemen. See Bill. <laughs> see Bill does, and we're going to talk to Kate a little later on. Unless you get on the phone with the real fast, going, don't do it, don't do it. He 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 claimed I was an addict. Um, you were at uh, the Laugh Factory tonight for two shows, Saturday for two shows, Sunday for one show. People can get information about this show by going to ScottsdaleLaughFactory.com. That's ScottsdaleLaughFactory.com. It's easy to find. It's at the coolest corner in all of Scottsdaleville, the corner of Scottsdale and Shea. Bill, uh, I appreciated uh, talking to you in person the last time you were in town, and I appreciated uh, you taking time with us this morning. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Good day. And, uh, man... Was that funny, what just happened? Because I heard addiction, and he was saying eviction. So that was a little weird.